You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about the world of screenwriting, screenwriters, and anything to do with the television film business. This is Jared Dean Winchester, your host. And, you know, people talk about cliches in movies, and you see this a lot of times in mediocre movies. And it should help you realize that that's probably the main reason why scripts are getting rejected. But also, when I go through a, this list of, that I found that was posted on the Final Draft uh, Twitter page, I'm just going to go over these cliches and I'm going to add a few of my own. So stick with me on this one. But also, I am going to talk about the type of impact this has had on society, especially the cliches that I'm going to mention. So strap yourselves up, grab, grab the popcorn, let's get started. So, now, this article comes from Final Draft's own blog page, and they list five cliches to avoid. Now, I'm going to read them to you. Now, the first of which, they positioned this as the number one cliche, is the protagonist's morning routine. It does include stuff like waking up and doing all sorts of morning routine stuff, like making coffee and all that, and heading off to work. Don't eat it. And quite frankly, it's unnecessary waste of screen space and screen time. Moving on to the second one, you're looking at protagonist wakes up from a dream or a nightmare. Now, I'm not exactly sure if this is a cliche, but if it's really important to the story, like for example, if the protagonist is having a premonition or a vision of what's about to happen, in the future, then that can go into your screenplay because it does forward the story or it does play an important role in the story about what the protagonist will be dealing with later on in the script or in the movie. But I'm talking about nightmares that the protagonist has. Like, according to this one, yeah, as soon as they're done with the dream, waking up to an alarm clock. And, you know, like that. You're having a sweet dream. 
and it gets gets interrupted. That sort of thing. That sort of thing, I agree. But if the dream or nightmare pertains to a premonition or something that will later happen in the climax of the movie, I'd allow it. I'd forgive you for it. That's a uh, pretty decent foresight. Number three, narration and voiceover. Again, I'm not sure why this is being called a cliche, but I do agree with the fact that you should not insert a narration or a voiceover where it's not needed or where it doesn't give you any important information about said characters. Now, in film and TV, the golden rule of show, don't tell does take precedence, but when you are using narration and voiceover, you got to pick your time and your place in the script, that is. Okay. Moving on to number four, according to these guys, funerals. Now, funerals, that's, again, a hit and a miss. Because if, let's so, okay, so let's just say, you have a character that's passed away, but you don't know anything about that character who's passed away, but it is somehow adding to the complexity of what shaped the protagonist to be this way, I'd allow it. However, according to this blog, it does say we don't know these characters yet. We don't know their loved ones, but that's the thing. If you're adding something to the character to let us know what that character is about, I allow it. And if it's essential to the story, because it's making them essential to the story, it does say that you should start earlier before or leading up to the funeral. Now, number five, chase scenes in the woods or the forest. Now, they're calling it an opening cliche, but chase scenes, like for instance, unless the person being chased is well familiar with the woods or the forest, 
I would agree. Like, I tend to agree with this cliche. And apparently, a lot of these cliches that we are reading here on the blog post pertain to the mistakes that the beginner or amateur filmmakers make or amateur screenwriters make. What I am going to do, I'm going to add a few of my own and then I'm going to, you know, I'm actually going to tell you in the next segment after the break what impact this is having on our society, especially elsewhere in the East. So here are my top cliches that I believe should be added to the list. One of them is walking into a room to find your significant other cheating on you cliche. You've seen this plenty of times in movies where a character walks in finding his significant other or her significant other with another human being cheating. And that character that just walked in reacting to it. That's another cliche. Now, I realize that when you're dealing with a romance or a relationship type movie, this may be important, but for me, it's a cliche. And quite frankly, it's been done to death. My second cliche will be obviously spending too much time for one character trying to gain the love and respect of another character, i.e. a boy chasing after a girl. Again, why? I'm going to let you in on a little something here. Because in the animal kingdom, it's usually the females that attract the males who then duke it out. And the one that wins the competition then mates with the female. That's how it's been in prehistoric times, in historic times, currently in the animal kingdom. Yes, it's been that way forever. So why is it then that filmmakers are still making guys chase after girls? And this is actually expected. Again, another cliche. Now, my third cliche is, of course, the damsel in distress cliche. 
Well, I'm going to have to stress that this is not the 1950s. No, I am not a feminist. But what I am trying to point out is don't simply put a woman or a damsel in distress just for the heck of it. Just so your main character can jump in and save the day. That's forced. And I do believe the readers will tell you so. The critics will tell you so. And this is one of the few exceptions that I would make that I would agree with the critics on. So, what impact is this having on real life? And that will be after the break, so stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the Screenwriting U courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's screenwriting you with a capital U dot com. This podcast is brought to you by Spring Wales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I listed five cliches that Final Draft had on its blog page. I also added in a few of my own and explained why I believe they were cliches. Now, I am also going to tell you, or rather, I'm going to report on what sort of an impact this is having here in the real world in heterosexual relationships. We saw cheating in movies, which is happening. Now, we also saw men chasing after girls also happening. And women are like, eh, sort of thing. Now, the third thing is, again, the stuff about, you know, not the cheating, but not the thing, but, you know, the other stuff. Now, it is having a lot of impact on the relationship side of things because it's leading to divorce and you can't really excuse the filmmakers anymore because really they're actually part of the problem 
on this one. What I know, I understand that this is a movie making artistic expression type business and a money making business. You want to be able to make money, but also at the same time, you want to be artistic. But just look at something here. Let's look at something here. If you are not paying attention to how this is affecting people in real life, especially in the East, because countries have passed laws, some call them sodomy laws, but even filmmakers in the East are beginning to do this. And what's even more, because they, they're trying to make it even more artistic, which leads to these society people in society believing that that's the only way to go. Love can only exist between a man and a man and a woman. Now, what should filmmakers do? Stop doing it just for the heck of it. I know they won't, but at least. If they're going to filmmaking school, the school should make an effort to help them curb doses of ideas because it's too cliche. Also, they're not being stringent enough. The film schools are not being stringent enough. All they're doing is taking the students' money, giving them the basics, and doing, allowing them to do their thing, and giving them a certificate, saying, here you go, you just graduated, that's cool, congratulations, now go out there and be on your own. Now, I spoke about whether or not you should go to full making school, and I still believe based on my own personal experience, it ain't worth it. Now, while I do believe that the best way to learn filmmaking is by making films, by watching other filmmakers, but what I would also do is start with a quality idea. And this is something that I'm also trying to do. I'm also trying to come up with quality ideas, ideas that other filmmakers do not think of, or ideas that filmmakers don't visit, they don't explore, which is why I am going to be the starter. I'm going to initiate this, I am going to make sure that I, as a creative practitioner, 
will go ahead and come up with ideas and make an example, be an example to other filmmakers saying, hey, if I can come up with ideas like this, so can you. Don't be shy. Don't hold yourself back. Be bold. I mean, bold in the sense that be bold with your ideas. Don't be bold with the filmmaking and the stunts or whatever rules that are preventing you from doing it. But be bold in your ideas. Think different. Don't come up with the same old cliched boy meets girl premise. I know I've been saying that for a while. But let's be honest here, folks. It's come to a point where these stories are, quite frankly, annoying. So if any of you filmmakers are out there, be bold with your ideas. Think away from the traditional boy meets girl premise because this is influencing policy and this is influencing behavior in the real world. Do some research and if you are bold with your ideas, I guarantee you that other filmmakers will follow. If one of you dares to do it differently, others will follow. Just like how Apple takes the risk and competitors follow. Like the time when Apple introduced the iPhone, up until that point, smartphones were a mess. But after the iPhone came along, competitors started to either copy or started to, fo- started to follow suit. So all it takes is one of you to be bold with your ideas. I'm also going to be doing my bit on this one. So, enough said for this episode. Thank you for listening. And until I talk to you again, don't forget to turn that page.